Welcome, everybody. This is Layton's Loft Podcast. You can find us every Wednesday at 4.30 p.m. Eastern Time right here on Layton's Loft Facebook page with my compadre, Lou. Are you still recovering from your birthday? Uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't a big overblown birthday type of thing. It was kind of a, kind of a low-key day. Well, I know you're, uh, Lou, tell us what you engage when you're deciding to go alcohol beverage style. I know you have a particular style of drink you like, so please tell oh, us about it. I'm a bourbon. Let's say hi to Dougie Fresh. Dougie, What's up, Dougie? What's up, guys? How you doing? Good, thanks. <laughs> oh, by the way, I just want to make sure before we get into this, if you're going to comment to qualify for the giveaways today, you have to comment on the YouTube page. Oh, oh no, Dougie, you're just taking the Layton's Loft page, right? Yes. Layton's All right, Loft. So you got to go to the Layton's Loft Facebook page, which is right here. Make sure you like us, but comment on those page. Only those comments qualify. So, And Doug, we'll talk to you in a few minutes. Yep. And uh, so your bourbon, Lou, did you have any bourbon on your birthday? Yes, I did. My girlfriend bought me a bottle of uh, Jefferson Ocean, which is and a for price. those non bourbon drinkers like myself who definitely would engage. What makes that a good bourbon? All right. The, the story on Jefferson Ocean is they take the casks and they put them on a boat and they sail them around the world. So supposedly the rocking and the salt air imparts a certain quality to it. And it's very popular. It's very popular. And the big thing for everybody is it's it, most people buy it because it's a great story, right? Sure. <laughs> and it's good bourbon. It, there's nothing wrong with it. It's, it's probably a little, in my mind, it's probably a little bit overpriced, but you know, you pay a few extra bucks for the story and you get um, on the bottle, you get certain uh, batches, but the one I've got, is certain voyages. I'm on voyage 19. So I tell you the specific voyage that it went on as it sailed around the world. Well, uh, Lou, if my family makes it up to visit the Boston area <laughs> this time of year, I've already explained to my wife, we're going to be allowing some time, you know, uh, yeah. to hang out. Uh, I'm definitely going to be partaking in that to at least try it and explain to my wife. It's simply just a part of work. <laughs> That's right. You got to smooze, right? Well, I mean, listen, we're going to talk about it on air. We're going to do what we have to do here at Layton's Loft. So um, today's show is sponsored by Vintage Breaks, of course, and Just Collect. For those of you that are interested, Vintage Breaks is having an incredible baseball guest. I know you're excited about tomorrow, Lou. We're yeah. going to be having Dylan Carlson join us at 9 o'clock Eastern time tomorrow night on Vintage Breaks live stream with Darren Ravel. He is the number one rated prospect for the St. Louis Cardinals, and I believe number 15 or 16 or 17 in all of baseball. A lot of people are high on the kid. Lou, why don't you give us your, uh, you know, insider baseball thoughts on Dylan Carlson? Oh, Dylan Carlson is one of my favorites. I, I like him a lot. He's uh, He didn't make the major league roster to start the season because there's a service time question. You know, it was that. because of that. That's what I heard. Yeah, well, there's some dispute about it because uh, he only he had the full year in high minors last year, did very well, made the transitions to both AA and AAA. And the thing about AAA in a very small amount of at-bats, I want to say 74 at-bats or something like that, really started to lift the ball down there. He had like a 53% fly ball rate uh, yep. down at AAA. Hit really well. He's a really good prospect. I think, actually, his power is underrated a little bit. I think he's got a little bit more pop than they give him credit for right now. He's a Cardinals prospect. You know, He's just a good all-around dirt dog type of player. You know, Get the uniform dirty, plays hard, smart. You know, he's a he's a Cardinal guy. They're a little over, they're a little overstocked at the major league level. So there's some guys that they want to see what they have in them this year, and they have Harrison Bader, who's in the way at center field. That Harrison Bader hasn't got off to a really great start for them. So it's entirely possible next week he's up with the Cardinals and playing. And I like the kid a lot. I, I, he's a terrific prospect. I love Cardinals prospects. Just good development organization. Yeah, listen, most certainly we're really excited to have him and Darren Ravel join us tomorrow night at 9 o'clock. I want to say good afternoon to the folks who are joining us right now on Layton's Loft on Facebook. We have Jim and we have Moss, Donald, Tom, Bry, Cody, Brendan. Good afternoon. Thanks again, Dougie, for being there. And, of course, the rest of the gang that's at the 459 at the Vintage Breaks North Central Office. We have, uh, could not do it without them. Special shout-out to Chris Gilmore and Drew for Vintage Breaks South. You can tune in from Tuesday through Friday starting at noon to 4 o'clock to watch them. And on Sundays, Chrissy Gilmore goes live at 4 o'clock. So we have a lot of action going on here. Wait a second. Hold the bus here. Yeah. Did Brian see you on American Pickers? Yes. Well, I thought you knew that, Lou. It, it's, it's, I may you know, have. That's come, yeah. It's, it wasn't recent, but, you know, yeah. the thing is what's great about television, they do the reruns. So, 
you know, uh, yes, I was fortunate enough to do an episode. They called our office on a Saturday. Uh, swear to goodness, uh, I really thought that it was the uh, lunch that was being delivered to my office. Yeah. And when they started telling me they were from American Pickers Production Company, I'm like, yeah, and I'm from, you know, the New York Yankees front office, and I want to make a trade. Like, right. sure you are. You're calling me on Saturday at, you know, 1145 when I think you're my turkey sandwich and cheese. Uh, <laughs> but it turned out, Lou, that they really were. They were in the field. So even though they weren't producing the television show that day, yep. they don't stay on location at places very long. So imagine. they want to get their answers ASAP so that they can figure out what they want to film, if anything at all, when it comes to things that are outside of their realm of expertise. Yep. And sports stuff most certainly was. Great. You got, you'd be right along with our buddy Dan Walken, who's doing... Uh, yeah. No, Dan. Listen, Dan's going to be on Billboard soon. I joke with him. So Dan was... <laughs> Dan and Rich Albershine were one of my first two hobby friends kind of when I, you know, became, uh, you know, entrenched in the hobby as a full-time thing. I met him through Mark Murphy. So it's kind of wild that Dan is the guy on Pawn Stars, yeah. Uh, you know, when it comes to sports stuff. So special shout out to Dan Wolken. He's doing fantastic, having a lot of fun. Hey, what's up, Jim? What's up, Derek? Thanks for joining us here. Um, for those of you that are not familiar with our own household name, Chris Coe, he'll be joining us at the top of the hour today at 5 o'clock to hopefully give us some fun insight into EA Sports. He doesn't realize, but I'm going to try to ask him some difficult questions about that because I feel like there's a lot of folks that would love to know, you know, how some things go down in the video game world, how they happen. Yeah. Um, he's going to show off some of his collection. Uh, there's news that he has some freebies planned. So I'm real excited. So uh, the threat's in the house. Be careful. Yeah. Uh, so what's Chris' background with EA Sports? Uh, I'm going to let Chris uh, kind of take it away at five. But I know that, um, you know, he's been there or been in the video game industry for quite some time. And, you know, he just moved over to a new position. And uh, I'd love for everyone to kind of hear about it all at once. I think it's going to be real exciting, uh, for, especially for us video game nerds. Even if we haven't played since Sega Genesis in '94, uh, I still do. Uh, I still do. Uh, you know, love uh, video games. Um, and I wanted to announce, Lou, uh, as we've started this tradition just a few weeks back. But of course, on our old Vintage Breaks PSA show, this was a very special thing that we did. We're going to give away seven prizes today. Nice. And the only way to qualify for a prize is to help our community and partake in the chat. But the one caveat is you have to do so on Layton's Loft Facebook page. Yes. And if you do that, Dougie Fresh will record you. If you share our show on Facebook, you'll get two entries into the promo. And we have seven prizes that we're going to be giving away today that, of course, are um, being sponsored by Vintage Breaks and Just Collect. Yes. So first place is a $50 break credit to Vintage Breaks. What's really fun about that, Lou, and for those that are not as familiar with our giveaways here on Layton's Loft, is if you win that break credit and you spend it by the end of our big event, which we just announced, I think it doesn't end for about three weeks, you'll not only get your $50 worth of spots that you purchase at Vintage Breaks, but you'll also be into all of our bonuses. And we treat all of the break credit we give away as cash yep. so that you're actually entered into all of our bonuses. So. Uh, enjoy that second place today in the loft will be a $50 credit to the just collect eBay store. Oh, so if we're just, you know, getting you a little bit excited now, but you're hearing about this after the fact, because Lou is wonderful and he's managing our podcast here and he's getting us up, you know, on Spotify and Apple podcasts and all that good stuff. Usually uh, fairly shortly after our podcast show is over, so if you want to not only enjoy the show, but also have a chance at some of the giveaways, I think, Lou, they should join us live. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. You want to try that? Yeah. So that's what we're trying to do, Lou. We're trying to get the word out to all of those that are listening to our podcast after the fact. Uh, let's continue with the prizes for today. Third place is going to be, this is super fun, Lou. So the only other way to get into this promo that we have at Vintage Breaks Yep. Is spend five hundred dollars on spots at any one time. So, Dougie, if you want to show off, if you're there, we're going to give them a free spot. Lou, it ends this Friday in our 1948 Leaf Ted Williams PSA 3.5 giveaway. Ooh, so it's Ooh. probably a thousand-ish dollar card. Yep. So someone today in the loft is going to win a free chance in that bonus promo, which is taking place on Friday night. Everybody, welcome Stephen. He's new. Hey, Steve. I heard you're new. Welcome to the show. Um, fourth place is going to be a 1993 Topps uh, Series 1 Wax Pack. 
And then the last four, excuse me, the last three prizes will be a spot in our Dylan Carlson bonus live experience tomorrow, starting Ooh. at nine o'clock Eastern time. So if you're not sure about what that means, check it out. The entire listing and all of the uh, prizes are on vintagebreaks.com. So did you just get confused about what time Layton's Loft is on and book Dylan for tomorrow night as opposed to tonight? Just did, did it slip your mind there for? Don't worry, Lou. I'm, uh, I think I'm going to be able to get Darren on soon enough. Oh, that'd and, be great. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny because I've talked to Darren about so many fun things in the last several years. And I've kind of made a list for the loft as to like which he'd like to discuss. And the thing is, he's a card and memorabilia nerd like ourselves and a sports nerd. Of course, you guys know that. And so really, like I get texts at random times, 1230 at night sometimes. Hey, late, you know, because I mean, frankly, when you have three kids, that's sometimes the only free time you have. Yeah. Um, so, you know, he really is uh, turning out to be quite an interesting collector and, of course, has traveled the world covering uh, the business of sports. Can I ask you a question for a friend of mine who asked me? Like it's literally, I'm asking for a friend. Sure. Uh, uh, Craig Mish is, uh, he covers the Marlins down in Florida and was uh, working with me on Sirius XM. He's moved on to FSTA and he's on some other outlets now, but he hit me up the other day because he knew what I was doing here. And he's, and this is every an answer that everyone wants at this point. He's got a card collection. He wants to get it graded. He wants to get going. Everybody knows the bottleneck and all that stuff. Is there any way around this or is it just, it's just we're all stuck. We're all in the traffic jam. Sure. So one of the ways to get your cards graded more quickly is to pay more per card. Yeah. No one likes to hear that, but it is the truth. And so in the grading world, Lou, this is a great question for our podcast today and for those that are listening to it afterwards. So the grading world right now is a situation that let's just say it's like a huge traffic jam, but they don't know. Like, you know, it's funny. I joke with my my wife. One of my greatest fears Dougie's in math life. is off a little bit here. What did you say, Lou? Dougie's math is a little bit off here. I'm a little bit older. <laughs> Just a little bit. Um, you know, one of my biggest fears in life, Lou, I can't speak for you, but I hate traffic. Mm -hmm. right? I hate it so much that anytime there's a serious traffic jam, I literally think, oh, my God, we're going to have to fucking abandon the car. Yep. Like, it's, it's just, you know what? We're not moving. It's been 40 minutes. We're going to have to get a new car. It's Too claustrophobic. Yeah, I got to get out of here. I don't know what we're going to do. Yep. So I feel like that's very analogous to the situation right now in grading cards, meaning it's like a it's a traffic jam, but how much traffic is there? Yeah. Uh, hey, what's up, John? What's going on, EJ? Thanks for joining us here on Layton's Loft this afternoon. Wait a second. What are you implying? Well, what I'm implying is unlike the traffic jams, unless you're a cop or you know, you're in the medical field, there really isn't a great way other than abandoning your vehicle to get by it. So what I'm suggesting for PSA and such and SGC is basically accept it. Yeah. What I mean is it's difficult. Hey, what's up, Ken? How are you? Awesome. Looking forward to tennis. Um, so I think that you should figure out the cards that really mean something to you or Lou, they're too valuable to send on the slow boat, meaning the, the, the economy service, right. or you think that because of what's going to happen in the sports marketplace, you believe you have volatility having your card out for too long, that's when I would start paying for the more expensive service to get my card back more quickly. Yeah. But if not, um, you should send it on the uh, bulk economy service. And if you or your buddy has any questions as to how to submit the PSA, I'm going to drop my email uh, in the chat here. It's late at justcollect.com. I'd be happy to give someone advice uh, and, and kind of get them on their, their journey uh, as to the best way to get their cards graded. And to be fair, Lou, not just the best way, but maybe who to get your cards graded with. You know, for example, if you don't care about value and you only want to have, I'm making it up, a T206 graded, who should you get it graded by? I might recommend SGC. I love the way it looks in the black border. However, if you wanted to focus on value alone and nothing else, I might tell you to go PSA. No, yeah, well, and some of these, I'm guessing some of these companies are a little less backed up than others, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So hopefully that helps your buddy out and those out there that are listening to Layton's Loft today. Oh, he's expecting big things from me because he knows I know people in the business. So I don't, I don't know if I have a big in for him or not. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to uh, believe me. If, if we did, I'd be you know cashing it in for our community. Yep. Yep. Charles G just uh, chimed in. It is known as the slow boat or the scenic route. <laughs> That's right. So Lou, we have a uh, a few minutes here, and I want to try something new. Okay. 
Um, we're going to open a pack of cards. Oh, by the way, who in the audience here put up a frowny face for a like here? I want you guys, I want you to stand up and tell me what's going on right now. We get a whole bunch of the uh, likes and loves and laughs, and some guy put a frowny face up. You know, when I realized in life, Lewis, you go with the flow. <laughs> it's all good. Thankfully, we're not here with any pressure. We're having a good old time. I'm guessing it was a mistake, actually. Oh, man, Lou, I got to tell you, I was away the last several days with my family in Brigantine, New Jersey. Oh, yeah. Uh, and the main reason was is because we had booked the beach house outside of AC because we thought the National was supposed to be this week. Right. Obviously, the National was delayed. And so uh, we were not able to cancel the beach house. And so just a few days ago, took my son and the, the group that we're with. We all quarantined before we went, tried to yep. be as safe as possible, got tested and all that good stuff. And uh, Crosby has discovered the boogie board. <laughs> and, I mean, he loves it so thoroughly. He came in one of the times to shore, declared, I'm a surfer, which, like, <laughs> melted my heart because I have a shout-out to my buddy Graz, who we've been friends with since we were kids. Uh, he's got two lovely kids named James and Summer. And Summer, the older of the two kids, is absolutely into surfing, and Crosby's friends with them. Yep. So I feel like he's going to fit right in. So how awesome is this? Crosby uh, comes up to shore. He loses his entire bathing suit. Like his bare ass <laughs> is there for the world to see. And he doesn't care even yeah. in the slightest. No, what does he care? He's got literally sand in his ass. <laughs> and he doesn't care. No, why would he? Oh, man. I really, I miss him already. We've only been gone, or I've only been gone for a few hours today. Yeah. Um, but you know what I decided is I'm going to look for another like short little, you know, beachish vacation that I can take with just me, Cross, and Julie. And, uh, you know, just try to suck up the summer as long as we can here, Lou, and try to enjoy the, the world as it is, right? You know, you can complain. We didn't get to go to the boardwalk. We didn't get to go out to a dinner. Yeah. You know what? That's not looking at the glasses half full. Uh, and that's generally how I like to live my life. Uh, and my suggestion to those out there that care. Well, when you guys come up to visit, remember, I'm on the beach. So, you know, you get some beach time here, too. Oh, absolutely. And some bourbon. Beach and bourbon. Beach and bourbon. Absolutely. Sounds like a good time to me, Lou. Yeah, you can't get out of there without bourbon. Yeah. yeah. So, Lou, we're going to open this up today. And instead of opening it up and keeping the cards myself, mm -hmm. I'm going to give this away to someone random on the show. Okay. So, figure out, Lou, how you want to do it. I'm putting all the pressure on you. Oh, God. Because understand, Lou, this is what's so fun about Layton's Loft and, for that matter, Vintage Breaks is... Right now, the, the let's say the pack's worth of making it up, 20 bucks, 30 bucks, right. about that, 15 bucks. You understand, we could pull a multi-thousand dollar card out of there. So yeah. if you don't choose the proper way to give away this pack, I do feel like they're going to look you up where you live in Massachusetts, Lou. Can, <laughs> well, can we do, can we go to Dougie and do a random here? See, now all of a sudden you feel the pressure, yeah, right, right, yeah. the bead of sweat right there on the... <laughs> I do not want anyone from New Jersey looking up my address, okay? I All right, fair enough. Fair enough. So, bring Dougie, uh, Dougie Fresh in the randomness pack. I'm going to open up right now. Okay. Um, Dougie, and, can you random what we've got so far? All right, so we're going to take the, all the names of no, people. No, no, no. Can, oh, can you do a random on Facebook or no? Um, well, I mean, I've been keeping track of all the names. Yeah, but, uh, Dougie, just do, a, uh, just do a trivia question. Okay. Oh, first person to answer a trivia question, try to make it basketball-related. Lou, I'm going to get going here and open the pack. But what's yeah. amazing is... Once again, no matter what I get, a bust or a boom, we're giving this away. Tom All the pressure is now on Doug. You transferred it from you, Lou, to Doug. Yeah. Hey. Yes, of course, because that's I'm a good guy. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, so everybody knows I'm a big Shaquille O'Neal fan. So Shaq was the number one pick in the 1992 NBA draft. Who... And it, it, again, it's the first person on my screen that I see. You guys all have different times. In, in Facebook. Yes. Right. I'm loft. Who is, who was the second overall pick in that 1992 NBA draft? Great question, Dougie. So no. I'm going to start opening. Now, Lou, in these packs, Larry Bird, no. No, in these packs, Lou, <laughs> we're generally that. looking for um, inserts and rookies. All right. So it is Joe Pascarella is the winner. Yep, Zoe, right? So, Alonzo Mourning was the second pick by the Charlotte Hornets. Congratulations, right. so now Some of the good stuff. This is cool. Lou, which is a better camera to show it on? This one or the main one? The that the first camera. This one right the, here. The yep. big one. Yep. Great. So check this out. We got a nice Kobe White. Great expectations. Hi. Oh, wait a minute. Uh oh. We Ooh. just got a go. I I think this is a good insert. I think oh. this is a good insert. Uh, Courtney Lee. 
Uh, I thought it was a really good insert. I don't really know much about this, but it looks cool. Oh, it's nice. Yeah. That's yeah, that's so I think Colby White so far is the best card. Cody Martin, rookie. PJ Washington, a lot of people like him. That's Drew's boy. I'm going to sleeve that up. Just after this, folks, we're going to have Chris Coe join us. For those of you listening to our show after the fact, you want to have a chance at some of this good stuff we're giving away? By the way, comments like this, I know some guys might be before or whatever, comments like this have to come in on the Layton's Loft page. So that's that's the big thing. So if you're on YouTube and commented, not in the contest. Kobe White, nice. Kelvin Johnson. Draymond Green. So NBA starting up again tomorrow night. Lou, I'm going to put you on the spot. Do you yeah. think, uh, so those are the uh, those are the big hits in the pack. We got a Kobe White insert and a Kobe White um, rookie. Lou, are we going to finish the baseball season successfully? Yes, absolutely. And why are, do you sound so sure? Tell our audience. Uh, first of all, uh, I think the protocols are pretty good. What happened in Miami, I, I'd like to find out what happened in Miami for us. But I think the protocols, generally speaking, are pretty good. And I think the Miami scare is going to serve a purpose here and refocus these players, you know, and refocus the teams to double-check their protocols, try to understand what happened. And, you know, we're just fortunate it was the Marlins, not the Yankees, for example. But uh, they got to finish this season. If, if this was going to knock you down, you shouldn't have started the season, in my mind, because we knew there was going to be positives. We knew there was going to be a spat of positives on a given team because that's the way this works. So they had to have a plan. It, they wouldn't have started the season if this was going to knock them down. We get two more teams, however – then we get an issue. I uh, I agree with you, Lou. I think it was well well said. If they thought they were going to get through this time with no positive cases, they should yep. have started the season. All right, Dougie, thanks for the help. We'll come back to you when we do the polls at the end here. Chris is here. You want to talk to Chris? Absolutely. All right. Welcome, Chris. Hello. Hey, Chris. Thanks for joining us. Can you guys hear me? I yep. can hear you okay. How about you, Lou? Yes, I can hear you fine. Excellent. Well, thanks for joining us, Chris. Thanks for having me, guys. So, Chris, what's hanging above your head there? Uh, let's see. Well, hey, I can do this. Let's see if I can figure out how to work this. I will flip <laughs> the camera. Oh. Oh, no, I turned it off. Yeah. Well, it's Gale Sayers. It's Is a it signed? signed? Auto jersey. Very nice. And when did you get it signed, Chris? Oh, gosh. This is probably 15 years ago. Um, in person at an event or? No, got it off the eBay. No good story there. Okay, cool. But um, well, why don't you introduce have... yourself? Oh, what's that right there? Marcus Allen, an EA signed ball from Rice. Nice. Peyton Manning. And then I know Charles G will like this. It's a Hank Aaron Green Banks signed photo. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, Chris, why don't you introduce yourself to our community uh, and, you know, tell everyone where you're from and, you know, what you do kind of for a day job, day job and maybe, you know, your involvement with cards and such. Sure, sure. So, um, I'm Chris, and a lot of the community probably knows me already, but I'm um, from San Diego. But um, my job, I had the awesome job of being in video games. And it's one of those things where I probably have the least marketable skill to be in video games because I can't code, I can't draw. I can't do audio, and so I'm pretty much the most useless person, but yet somehow I find my way into gaming. That's cool. How long have you been in gaming for, Chris? Uh, probably about 14 years, but before that, I actually had a pretty boring desk job. I actually was an equity research analyst for J.P. Morgan, so I was a finance nerd. Did you uh, look to kind of exit the financial field, and that's how you ended up in gaming, or is it by chance? It was by chance. So I was one of those guys that would cover uh, stocks and give recommendations. And so I was picking up coverage of EA. And at the time, um, they asked me, you know, what's my interest in video games? And I said, ultimately, it's my aspiration to find a job in gaming because my parents told me I couldn't do it. And guess <laughs> what? They said, hey, come on over. And so I proved my parents wrong that I could get a job in gaming. To this day, they probably still think I do uh, testing and QA. Sure. Very cool. Um, so what's, you know, one of the new games you're working on right now that you can talk about that's exciting? 
Yeah, no, sure. Um, so right now, actually, our, uh, one of the games I work on, because I manage the EA Sports mobile division for the existing game. So we have a new game coming out actually next week, which is Madden for mobile. And so that's going to come out next week. Um, we also work on FIFA, which is out in the market right now. And we also do NBA mobile as well. But prior to that, I was managing a different studio that did uh, the Need for Speed series, the Sims series, uh, Real Racing, um, Plants vs. Zombies, and a couple other casual games. Chris, what is your favorite type of video game to play yourself? Madden football on the Sega Genesis, like every one of us. Yep, that and NHL hockey for me, Lou. Now, Lou, do you play video games at all? Yes, uh, but I play, let's see, I play MLB The Show. Sorry, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. And, uh, I, play, uh, I play the NHL game a little bit and uh, Call of Duty. It's about what it's basically what I fl fl flop around between. I get into Call of Duty when my kid was young because it, just to spend time with him, we'd just go play, and he'd harass me all over the joint. Yeah, he'd just you know kill me every chance he got just to have fun with that. <laughs> Did either one of you guys play the James Bond game? I don't know if it was like Nintendo or oh yeah, uh, the N sixty four game. Yeah, it was really big when I was in college, uh, and one of those guys ended up actually in the Navy SEALs. So I feel okay all these years later that I got my ass kicked. Because uh, he was really good at that game, and now I understand why. Um, so, Chris, switching gears for a minute here, um, tell us a little bit about your collecting journey kind of, you know, prior to finding Vintage Breaks and what that was like and then how you ended up finding us and, and you know, where you are today with your collecting journey. Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty typical story. Like most of pretty much everyone collecting as a kid, I love sports. And I remember when I was maybe about five or six, the first game I ever went to was an Oakland A's against the California Angels. And the player that was playing for the A's at the time was Reggie Jackson. So from there, I got enamored. And of course, my parents bought me one of those, uh, I don't know if you guys remember those helmets that are upside down. They put ice cream in yeah, it. Totally. And so yeah. ever since then, I was hooked. And so then ever since then, my parents got me little cello packs. And so I got hooked there. And, and then when I was probably around six or seven, and uh, one of my best friends actually happens to be batting stance guy at the time. He, he, him and I used to collect cards and, you know, like every other kid, we do stats and trade and things like that. And then I stopped for pretty much till 2002, 2003. And I finally was in a position where I could collect cards. So I started collecting cards and then life happens. You get married, you have a kid, you stop. And then um, I actually was researching um, cards actually for my job because there's very similar mechanics to what Vintage Breaks does in terms of opening wax packs and then the bonuses. And I started researching you guys and um, I forgot about it. And then one day in the mail, I got a card and I thought, where the heck would this come from? And it was one of the bonuses that I apparently won. And it was a Jim Palmer rookie card. And so that brought me back to the site. And I really was interested how this works in terms of the bonuses, why you do the bonuses, because I'm very curious. And then it hooked me. And so since then, I've been hooked since December of last year. And so it oh. renewed my interest in collecting. Now I've been collecting like a maniac. Well, I'm uh, I'm thrilled that we uh, that we have Chris uh, that we've kind of you know lured you back into collecting. I know you're having a lot of fun with it. Um, you know, in terms of this first bonus card we were talking about earlier today, do you happen to have it handy? Oh, I sure do, actually. Let's see if I can do this. How do I actually? Let me see if I can flip my camera. Yeah, sure. Oh yeah, I can do it. Here we go. There we go. Right. I love trying new stuff. Wow, so look at that. This. Great. The Jim Palmer so rookie. that's a Jim Palmer rookie. And for whatever it's worth, Jim yep. Palmer got inducted to the Hall of Fame the same weekend as Joe Morgan. Happens to be one of the very few times in my life that I've been in the Hall of Fame. And when I say that Jim Palmer was extremely grateful and uh, thankful just to be there, I mean, as a young kid and my brother who was a little bit younger than me, Chris and Lou, uh, he saw, I had nothing else to get signed. Uh, you know, he signed our ticket stub. I literally ran out of that meeting um, after getting it signed, like like I had just won the lottery, and I basically told my dad I had to leave the Hall of Fame immediately and buy a holder for it. He's like, what kind of holder? I said, I don't know, just a holder that protects it. Yeah. And really, I mean, think about this, Chris, it, that happened, oh, I don't know, I'm going to sound like an old man probably, what, 25, 30 years ago, and yet it still stays with me. And so that's one of the things that I'm really proud of with vintage breaks and certainly we're no hall of fame but i do believe our community is a hall of fame community um and i wanted you to maybe talk about because i know how giving you are to our community and it's certainly no secret but you know maybe you know shed a little bit light as to why you know why do you feel so comfortable with our community 
you know, why, why do you, you know, like to give some stuff away and, and how does it, you know, how does it come kind of full circle for you? Um, yeah, no, I, I think for me, I've been really lucky. I can't complain. Um, I mean, a lot of people have helped me in my life and oftentimes, I guess, as I get older, I don't realize at the time, but when you look back, you realize, you know, someone just gave me a piece of advice or someone made an introduction. It all adds up to being in a very fortunate position. So I like this phrase of sending the elevator back down. So I just generally like to help um, other people. Someone else helped me. And so it's kind of my thing that I want to do. And I love doing it. I feel a lot of satisfaction giving things away and making people smile. And so that's always been my thing. And so even to this day, like I've learned so much from the community, you know, whether it's from Charles or James Ector with music, everyone's kind of helped in their own individual way. And it's just such a special place. I mean, it's been said many times, like during these weird times, it's a bit of an escape, but if there's a lot of good things that come out of it. Uh, there's so much negativity, but there's always so much positivity with the group and people. And the biggest thing I've learned, which is how to focus on eye appeal. And you'll see when I show some of my cards, my journey of just buying the grade, how off center it is. And then if you look at some of the cards I have now collected recently, they're not the highest grade, but they're beautiful dead center. And they had just great eye appeal. So I think for me, that's been one of the most amazing lessons I learned from vintage breaks and something I carry with me, regardless if it's an investment card or not. I just get so much pleasure from it every time I take a look at it. That's cool. Well, uh, you know, Chris, we're very fortunate to have you part of the community and, you know, special shout out to you and, you know, the relationship and, and you know, the amount of candidly, uh, you know, talking that we've done kind of off air, you and I, for the last whatever amount of time it is during COVID certainly has been a nice escape for me, but Kind of the way you're talking about selling, sending the elevator back down, um, you know, I feel very much, Chris, that I've been able to been fortunate to cross paths with you because, you know, in your experience in life and dealing with a lot of different things in business that I never have, it's proven, you know, to be very, uh, at the very least, very enlightening to me and 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 wonderful perspective. So thank you for that. Um, and I know we have, you know, we have a bunch of time left, but I wanted to do it earlier than later so we weren't rushing. Um, a special shout out to your son, uh, Taylor who I know is really into soccer and, you know, listen, let's just be honest, right? If he's a young boy, he's experiencing COVID right now. We're all experiencing the ups and downs of life. And so we figured that we'd give a little shout out to Taylor today and we're going to give him a 2018 prism soccer blue unopened pack that we're going to open for him on air. And for those of you that are not that familiar with this, I've kind of been hoarding soccer here privately and secretly for vintage breaks we're going to start offering more of it. We've offered some so far, but it's really hot. To give you some perspective, these packs at cost, I think they're selling for like about 100 bucks a pack. And the reason being the big draw, um, of course, inserts, etc. but it's Mbappe. So Mbappe is this young soccer phenom. And Chris, I'm not sure if you know more about Mbappe than me. I don't know a lot about him. Um, <laughs> but I know he's a global phenomenon right now. Oh, yeah. I think he's one of the youngest players next to Pele. I think he might have beat Pele in terms of World Cup debut and scoring a goal. I think yep. by a few months. Yep. And if I'm not mistaken, didn't uh, he was part of France, right? Yes. Yes. Did did France win the World Cup? I don't recall. I don't know. Yes. Uh, yeah. Exactly. So that's also what's helped propel kind of like Patrick Mahomes, right? He's already got a title at a young age. And so Chris and Lou and the rest of the gang here, at Layton's Loft. What's amazing is out of this pack, there's a possible Mbappe card. That could be worth thousands of dollars. Is that is there a history of soccer cards that's comparable to something like baseball or hockey with its long history? So, I think there, there, are are hockey, there are some soccer cards from the 60s, certainly a few more from the 70s, not really that many from the 80s. Um, but you know, in the and I would say in the last 10 years, there's been a lot of soccer cards produced, and some of those titles are now getting really hot on top of the new, for example, Panini uh announced today they came out with impeccable so we got some impeccable soccer uh which is you know brand new stuff super high-end chris and lou uh, and the rest of the gang here layton's loft um you know it definitely seems that the game is becoming a lot more it was already global but they're now connecting cards to that global game and yeah. that, that's what was missing is that a strictly american thing or is there a global or no oh, cards have been very popular with panini and so soccer stickers overseas for a long time you know i mean years interesting yeah the big card to get is the 65 panini and i'm butchering the italian name but it was the pele card and those things are pretty scarce to find graded yes so those things are the hot ones right now yes they are chris 
I've had my my eye on some of the early Pele and uh, you know Muhammad Ali stuff from like that early Panini sticker stuff. So we're gonna go through it like this because I don't know soccer that well anyway. <laughs> so this is a really fun. Oh, I got excited because I know Mbappe's a blue jersey. <laughs> oh, I think you should have to pronounce every name. Yes. Like, <laughs> I think you should take a go at it. So this is Casamrio. These are short cards. I think this is part of the reason why the set's doing well. Dmitry Komarov. All right. No, now, Chris, your son being uh, you know an avid soccer player, did you become a fan of the game itself? You know, do you follow the game? No, actually, um, little known fact: I used to play, and I actually got to the uh, Olympic level for the U.S. team. I mean, I wasn't on the team team; I was part of the development program. So I played on the team, Olympic development program team, for about four years back in the mid to late '80s, which I'm dating myself now. <laughs> That's cool, Chris. Well, so I, I got, you're dating I yourself, really but you're very proud of that. Then. So from then, I was into it, and my son picked it up. But um, you know, I certainly don't try to pressure him like a typical dad. But yeah, he's he's not bad. <laughs> well, that's good to hear. We're hoping to pull some soccer fire for him today. It'll be our treat to send him home with something awesome. While you're showing those cards off, I definitely, in my way of loving to do, hey, Leighton, or hey, Doug, or hey, J5, I have three giveaways I want to do. So when we're done showing off these cards, I'd like to um, show those off, the giveaways. And there's Absolutely. one that's just a, a Nightbot giveaway, but there's two other ones that are tribute-based. So I'd love to um, do those when you have a chance. Great, we're gonna do that after this break. So we got a couple more chances at pulling an Mbappe. Okay. Admittedly, I don't know most of these players, <laughs> but I'm gonna send the pictures to my friends later to see, you know, their soccer buffs to see if they can help. So nothing there, but we are gonna send this out to you, Taylor. Um, we hope that uh, you know you're having uh, you know an okay time, you know, during all this. Uh, you know, you're probably not able to see your friends as much as you'd like um but your dad's been you know so wonderful to our community so we thought it'd be cool to give something back to you and i didn't think it was going to be right taylor if we open your pack on camera and you know whether it be you got a good pull or not i didn't want to have all the fun over here and so i know you're not able to be on the camera with us today but i actually have one more pack for you this one i'm going to send out to you and your dad closed and if you guys if if you get something big and I never hear from you again, now I understand <laughs> what happened. So what we're hoping, Chris, is that you and Taylor will tell us what you get. But if I never hear from you, I guess you got the big Mbappe pull and enjoy the islands. Yep, we've retired, gone MIA to the islands. <laughs> well, thank Lane, thank you very much. That's very sweet. oh, listen, it's thank it's you. you know it's really on behalf of Vintage Breaks, Chris, and and Just Collect, um, and our entire community. Um, thank you. Uh, you know, of course. Um, you know, it's all the fun stuff that you've done. And I know you have a couple of giveaways that you want us to do right now. So what I'm thinking, Chris, is that the ones that are really, you know, I have a feeling I know what a couple of them are. Let's just yeah. figure out. Um, we're going to give them away, Lou, I think, at the end of the loft show today. So this is a special edition. So instead of having seven prizes, we'll tack on whatever Chris wants to give away. Okay. At Great. the end. So we'll have nine prizes or whatever the case is. Yeah. And I think what I'll do is I'll show you off a couple of cards because I was just joking about how my – collecting habits have improved due to vintage breaks i've been educated so these are just they're my favorite cards ever just because i just think they're really cool um let me see if i can switch my camera for you guys okay so oh, the first one is i don't know if you can see that oh i can I see it green fortune and you see it's yeah. very off-centered at the time i had no concept of what off-centered meant i just wanted the grade because that's not the most i can afford at the time but obviously, I've gotten much better. And so my other one that I've been collecting lately are these. So this Ooh. is a Cy Young Rareback um, to Sovereign. So I've been collecting Rarebacks quite a bit. And the Why don't you one... flip it over, Chris, and show us the back of the Cy Young? Oh, yeah. Yes. There you go. Oh, I love that green background. That's so great. And it's a 150, which I guess apparently Charles G. educated me that that's pretty rare. Yes, it's tough. Absolutely. Yeah. And then this one you guys will all recognize. This is another of my favorite because it's because it's Lou Gehrig. I mean, it's yep. Lou Gehrig. And then these are my favorite. And I know you like these as well, which is a 48 oh. Ted. That card looks to me like X-Men. Yeah, it's a four and a half. Um, it's a little off-center, but it's pretty sharp. There's no print loss. The colors are pretty bright. So 
Again, I picked this one just because the colors were bright. Yes, it's a little bit off center, but again, this the eye appeal notion helped inform my decision on this one. And this one is not typically my normal thing, but just because it's pretty off centered a little bit, but it's a 51 Bowman, which is the true mantle rookie, which is, as some of you know, I'm trying to collect all the mantles. And so I'm missing, of course, the 52, the 53 tops. But once I get those two, I'm pretty much done with all the mantles. That's a gorgeous 51 Bowman. And yeah. then I just love Jackie. And this is probably one of my favorite ones, just because I love the 53 uh, tops just because I love it, the painted style look. Chris, I, mean, I remember when you bought that, you were asking me what I thought, and I said, hey, you know, oh, it's funny, I was just going to mention Satch. I'm either going to get myself a Satch or a Jackie from 53 for my collection. Yeah, and then, of course, I'm a Cubs fan, so you got to go this. Beauty. And Ernie Banks. And I'll start breezing through. You know, I love the goats. Hank Aaron, I think, is one of the greatest of all time. It's my other favorite one. It's a Koufax rookie. Clemente rookie, and then right. because I'm an A's fan, the first guy I ever saw that's a Hall of Famer, Reggie. a Reggie rookie. <laughs> but just to give you a sense, you know, I like the old mill backs. This is the one that Layton sold me, and he helped find yep. for me. The Frank Chance, yep. Yep, a Tolstoy back for another Cub. Really nice. Pinker. And then my other favorite one, I just got this a couple days ago, Addy Joss. Yep, great story on Addy Joss. Did you research Addy Joss Day? Yeah. I it's did. really interesting. He's, he's a fascinating story. So for, for the giveaway, um, I have three, and I think I just gave some of it away. But because um, the very first bonus that I ever won um, was the Jim Palmer, and it really got me hooked on vintage breaks, I want to give that away. And for this one, I'll just do a random straight-up nightbot. But then I got two other so ones, which will involve trivia. Oh, I like it. So we're gonna we're gonna you know do something to engage the audience, Lou. So scratch what I said earlier. Okay. Well, uh, Chris, can you see comments on your phone? I can actually. I don't think I can. This oh yes, I can see it. Yep. You can see a private chat or comments, so you can yeah. see the comments as they come in. Let's remind everybody that different feeds are gonna have different um, orders in which these comments come in. We're going with Chris's feed, so. Sorry if you get mixed up and it's a little mixed up on your feed. We're working with the technology we've got here. Yeah. You know what I just noticed, Chris Co, is that they have already put out VB West on your, <laughs> your game. I love it. So I got to talk to Charles after this. We're either starting uh, Vintage Breaks West tonight or next week. I sent over everything to Charles, so I just have to touch base with him. Kind of ran out of time to talk to him earlier, but uh, Chris has you know been gracious enough to kind of you know help out behind the scenes, if you will, a little bit with Vintage Breaks yeah. West. We're real excited. And I got a full box sleeve of NT Flawless that I'm going to give away. For my and the only way to win it, Chris, is how? Watch us on Vintage Break West. You exactly. Watch Charles G. Me. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Very cool. <laughs> okay. So I, the Palmer I can give away on when J5 and the guys go. Sounds on. great. Just do it. Nightbot. But the two trivial ones are going to make you guys work. So I'll, I'll, I'll announce the question, and then you guys just put in the chat what you think the answer. And the first one I see from my feed um, gets it. So exactly. um and by the way, on this one, because Chris will see the feed from YouTube and Layton's Law Facebook page, so you YouTube guys are eligible for this as well, I think. Yep. So. Yeah, I think so. Actually, I only, see, I only see Facebook, actually. If there's, a vintage, if there's a YouTube comment, it should come up. That's what I'm thinking. But. Okay. Huh. Okay. Well, maybe I'll have to have someone else. Maybe Layton or Lou, you guys can be the first one that see it. All right. I'm going to monitor it. Hopefully, well, I, don't I have to know the answer, and I bet I don't know the answer. <laughs> Well, you can win it, Lou. <laughs> All right, this one should be this should be easy. Okay. Uh, so, what is uh, Shohei Otani's nickname? Oh, while I'm watching the chat, whoever gets it first, and this is what you'll get. This is a really good prize. Really good. Wow! Jumbo signature out of twenty-five. This is a beautiful. I remember when we pulled this. Game used. Auto, it's a jumbo patch. So, Chris, is it showtime? Yep, that's correct. Mas Khan is the winner. Good job. Congratulations, Mas. We will get it out to you. Okay, so you guys ready for the next one? Chris, so that was incredibly generous of you. Thank you very much. Oh, yeah, no, anytime. Um, Here's the other one. So I know there's a lot of NCAA football fans out there. So um, who can tell me who was the cover athlete on NCAA football 2014? 
Poof. That's <laughs> not an easy one. <laughs> 2014. Wow. Okay. I don't remember what I ate for breakfast. <laughs> we need a college football fan and a gamer. Yeah. That's not going <laughs> to yeah. be easy to find. Congratulations, Moss. That was a fantastic prize courtesy of Chris and his family. He's wonderful. So this, this is what you'll get since people love this. I a gaggle of college football stars. So this is the rookie C.D. Lamb. Oh, nice. Rookie Jacob Easton. Nice. A rookie Tua. Ooh. And because people love this guy, a rookie Joe Burrow. Nice. Chris Gilmore cannot enter because I know he would like to enter and win uh, <laughs> the Tua. He is ineligible as a receiver. Okay. Can you see the comments there, Chris? No, I, I, I need Leighton or you guys to moderate. Whoever so got I wish I knew the answer. All right. That, let me go okay. through them here. We've got – well, Moscon can't win again. Moss, come on. Don't be greedy. Uh, <laughs> uh, Reggie Bush. Nope. It Watson, was – Robinson. Watson. Mariota. Mariota, Brady, McCaffrey, Eddie Lacy. I don't think this is easy. Former Michigan. All right. Michigan is the clue. Not Mahomes, he was definitely not Michigan. <laughs> I was going to guess Desmond Howard, uh, Chris, but that's going to show my age. <laughs> no. Someone Google it. It's easy. Yeah. Really, yeah. <laughs> no one, huh? We're, we're waiting. We got other answers coming in, but, I mean, I, I know who guys are not Michigan. Tebow, not Michigan. Denard Robinson? Denard Robinson. Okay, so Denard Robinson was Billy actually Greg. Oh, wait a second. I think we had someone. We had Brian uh, Baker got it. No, nope. yeah, Moscon, you've already won once. We're going to share the love. <laughs> Brian Hawbaker won it. Good job, Brian. Congratulations, Brian. Moscon had it, though. I want to give him credit yeah. for that. Yeah, he, you know, he gets credit. Fast with the Google. <laughs> Football gaggle, courtesy of Chris. So, Chris, uh, it's extremely generous. We really appreciate it. I know uh, we've got a few minutes left in the show today. We're going to let you go in a minute. Um, I know you've kind of been through a lot in your life. You've moved around a lot. Uh, you have some really interesting experiences, you know, some of which you shared with me, some of which, you know, maybe you'll share in the future. Um, so, uh, you know, let's, I feel like you're, you're a wise man. Why don't you share some of your, you know, your experiences on your journey, uh, you know, through, you know, whether it be analyzing stocks, through being a dad, you know, through card collecting, you know, what are one or two things, uh, you know, I myself am feeling, if you will, extra spiritual these days. I just finished um, Tuesdays with Maury uh, on my trip. Um, and it really, it really got to me in a good way. You know, it made me think, you know, hey, it doesn't bother me that, uh, honey, if you're listening, I'm sorry that my wife, you know, didn't get me the turkey I liked. It's still okay, Chris. I had a great trip. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I kind of alluded to it earlier. I think for me recently, I, I don't sweat the small stuff just because given the circumstance of everything, I mean, there's a phrase we always joke about, you know, with games. I know sometimes it's really hard to make games, but we, we kind of joke. It's not like we're saving lives, to be honest. We get to make games. So just not to sweat the small stuff, but it's really about helping. And to me, I've been so lucky and I think I just love to give to people. And if I can help and help in any way, I'll do it. Um, I generally like to be the guy behind the scenes to help people out and you know, as a manager for a lot of people, I generally feel the most rewarded when they succeed and I help them. And so for me, it's just like, I don't sweat a lot of small stuff. Nothing really bothers me too much. And I just try to be a friendly person and be helpful as much as possible. It's not that exciting, but this is kind of how I operate. Oh, so listen, I'll tell you, if you can, if you can appreciate each and every day, which, you know, I know that you try to do Chris myself and hopefully many other out, many others out there listening to our uh, law podcast are able to do especially a time like this in the world, right? Uh, you know, if you can help thy neighbor, help someone in your community, call an old friend, you know, whatever the case is, my advice is don't wait. Um, you know, do it uh, sooner rather than later. And, um, you know, while you're doing that, you can grab a beer or a bourbon, Lou, uh, or Chris. You know, maybe that, that would be a good combination. So, Chris, once again, thanks for joining us today. Special shout-out to your son, Taylor. Um, we're going to be sending out not only the pack we opened, but this goodie to you. And your dad, Thank you. so let us know what you pull. And uh, Chris, thanks again for your uh, patronage of our community and your friendship. And I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, guys. I had fun. And thanks to everyone in the community. You guys are definitely why I'm here. Great, to meet, you. Great to meet you, Chris.
See you, Lou. Bye, guys. All right. That was excellent. Yeah, that was fantastic. And so uh, we got a few minutes left in our show today. I did want to talk about, so I know your son's written a book. I just finished a different book, um, uh, Tuesdays with Maury. I had started a little while ago, but finally had a few minutes to myself on this mini uh, vacation. Yeah. And um, Maury uh, was from the Boston area, if I'm not mistaken, right? He was a oh, professor. I don't know. Yeah, Tuesdays with Maury. Uh, so um, it's about a professor that was from the Boston area. Uh, you know, I'm not going to give away too much of the book, but it's been around for a long time. Um, he ended up contracting ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease. And Mitch Album, who wrote the book, who's an accomplished sports reporter, uh, you know, out of Michigan, yeah. um, uh, and has written, you know, many other books as well. Uh, he just does such an amazing job, Lou, of connecting with you, the reader. And, you know, it's sad. At the same time, it's not. Because, yes, he does. Listen, it's it's obvious he's going to pass away at some point. He has a disease they don't have a cure for. Right. But the incredible attitude that Maury took, that, um, that Mitch took with him, and then, I mean, I would be lying if I said otherwise. I mean, I was like, I had a lot of tears in that last stretch yeah. run of the book, but it was good stuff. You talked about the spirituality of it, so yes. you don't have to give away anything in the book, or all, you know, and it's it's a book that's been out for a while, so yes. spoiler alert. What was the spiritual takeaway, though? What 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 was the overarching uh, thing that you took for yourself out of that? So uh, I'm going to reveal a little bit about you know myself now. Um, so I asked Crosby something. Uh, asked Crosby this recently, and this is what I'm getting to. So I said, Crosby, it was just me and him. We're sitting, we're having a good time. Like we're playing baseball or we're throwing Frisbee or who knows what we're doing, but something silly. We're yep. throwing the ball on the roof and hoping it doesn't get stuck. You know, yeah. the, you know, you know the, dumb, the dumb shit that you do as a dad yep. you know, with your son. And I mean, I tell him I love him. Like, I mean, I'm not kidding you, 17 times a day. <laughs> I give him like an incredible amount of kisses. And listen, he's our only son. We have a human, uh, we have a dog son, but you know, we, can, we love him just as much yep. as he was Argon. Um, but you know, all kidding aside, uh, you know, I said it to him and he like gave me this smile of like, no, daddy, no. And it actually reinforced for me reading the book that, first of all, like who gives a shit what anyone thinks of you? Yeah. Meaning if you have a loving relationship with your wife, your significant other, your father, your mother, your brother, your, your, your daughter, your son, or frankly, all of those people in one big pot, God bless you. It's not that easy to do. Right. That's, that's why we're here. That's my point. Of, that was the point of the book. Like all in all, Mitch Album, for example, and he discovered something about you know his family. He thought he was going to be afflicted with cancer growing up. It turned out someone else in his his family was, and it just really made you like pinch yourself when you not just through the book, but when you're done with the book. Like man, like like Chris Coe was saying, don't sweat the small stuff. And it's funny, the gentleman who referred me that book, or gave, he actually gave me the book. He didn't just referred me to it. One of the two books he just recommended, my phone's over there, I hear uh, text going off. I think it was Don't Sweat the Small Stuff. And I had heard that book before, but um, I'm just really happy and thankful for the life I have. And my wife was saying to me, for example, hey, aren't you bummed you got to leave vacation early? Or, you know, you had to do some work on vacation. Like, aren't you upset? No, I'm not. I love what I do. Uh, I love my life. Uh, I certainly love my son more than anything in the world. Um, and just really thankful for that. And so when you're reading the book, although you're sad, I was crying tears of joy because Maury was teaching these unbelievable life lessons to Mitch. Yeah. And I, I'm not going to you know, say everything, but like you could sense the connection as if it was your own father yeah. or your own brother. And that's tremendous to be able to do that in a book. That's only a couple hundred pages. A lot of it is kind of, it's not letting go. It's not quite accepting, but dealing with the things that are out of your control. Like, for example, if you have to end a vacation early or you come down with a disease or what other people think of you, obviously it's going to be part of your day to day. But in not sweating the small stuff means controlling what you can control and not be the freedom from letting that bother you. I mean, oh, Lou, there was, a, there was a passage in the book. I feel like I've become this person that wants to quote passages now because we did it with last week's uh, guest and he was tremendous. Yep. There was a passage in the book where Maury lays it out in one simple line to Mitch. And I, I mean, I'm not going to be able to repeat it because I don't remember exactly what it was, but I know the gist of it. Right. And the gist of it is exactly what you said. Learn to identify, learn to accept, and then learn to move on. 
as difficult as that may be in any situation. And I'm certainly not trying to make light of ALS, and Maury was not. I was but, talking with someone who thought that they needed to uh, resolve their situations, their conflict with people by telling them what the conflict was. And I said, you know, the true freedom is when you don't care what they think about the conflict. That's the true freedom. You can go through all this, and, and if that gives you some satisfaction, okay, it's going to be fleeting. But the real game here is to not to care about what their side of the conflict. Uh, yes. And so it was really, like, I would read the book again. I mean, I have other books, and I don't have a ton of time, so... I'm going to probably save it again to, to read for the future. Yeah. Um, but I uh, just really felt like touched by the book spiritually and able to appreciate, not that I didn't appreciate it before, but even a little bit more, let's call it a heightened sense of awareness. Yep. And there's nothing wrong with that, especially when it comes to your loved ones. And it, it's a different mental alignment. It's the way you, you come out and approach the things that are coming at you every day. Uh, a, a good, positive, more positive, different mental alignment can really change your outlook on everything. I know it sounds like positive thinking and everyone rolls their eyes, but it's not quite what it is. No, listen, I, uh, I agree with you, Lou. And, yeah. um, you know, I recommend it to everyone. And for those of you that, cause I wanted to ask you, uh, ask community and listen, it's our, right. It's our company, our show. We can do what we want. I want to take another minute. I, I'd like everyone to let us know the last book they read, or for that matter, the last book they read that meant something to them, because I think that would be a wonderful way to not only share our experiences, but then also maybe get a great book suggestion. Yeah. Wow. So maybe we'll do that. I'll post that on the loft, uh, Lou. Yeah, that's a good idea. I'll put it up yeah. there and we'll kind of get something going for the next week. And then maybe next week what I'll do is I'll kind of give away one of uh, the titles of the books as an extra prize. It'll be kind of nice. You know, something that you taught me, Lou, about our community. Yes, we're all card collectors. We're all memorabilia collectors and, yep. you know, whatnot. But, you know, we're all just people. And so a lot of us people like to read and it's not easy to necessarily find yep. a book that you love and you know, you can't always start it and then find out 80 pages in, you don't like it. So you want to have a good wreck if possible. Yep. We have, you know, we have, we're a band of brothers and that we like the hobby. We like the sports. We like all of that, but by the same token, we have other interests as well. And it's good to get together and chat about it. Excellent. Well, I'm looking at some of the suggestions that are rolling in. Thanks, Nick and Brendan. Um, we're going to put up a post on a loft this upcoming week to ask for your suggestions and we'll, uh, yep. we'll see what we come up with. Excellent. Awesome. Well, let's close the show with life is too uh, life is too short to sweat the small <laughs> stuff. So thanks everybody again for joining us here on Layton's Loft, where you can find us every Wednesday on Facebook. Well, we're going to do our giveaways here. Uh, yes, Lou. I'm glad you reminded me. I had such a great time today, feeling in the in the spiritually in the moment that I'm at peace. <laughs> this isn't the small stuff. We got to sweat this stuff. We got to do. I know. It. Yeah, I, I was going to about to roll right off. <laughs> All right, Glory of the times, um, outsider, time life, World War II, band of brothers, Brian's song, Rocky Flyers fighting back. That's great. Dan's my man there. Pentecost. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, you know, that was on the list when I was 14. Absolutely. Hopefully, James, uh, uh, James talking about Wax Pack. Hopefully, he was with us last week when we had Brad on. Yeah, I started it. I started on my trip. That yeah. was when I started after the, the, um, you know, the, the book I just finished. Stephen King's book. Ryan, I don't know how much spirituality you get out of Stephen King's book. <laughs> All right, Dougie, eight times in the randomizer. All right, sounds good. All right, here we go, guys. Congratulations to Moss Khan, who won the show Aitani, and Brian Hallbaker, who won the football gaggle from Chris Coe. These seven prizes will be courtesy of Minutes Breaks and just collect eight times in the randomizer, folks. All right, one. That's two. Dano, do they even make Penthouse anymore? I, I don't know. I, I'll ask a friend. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't Vintage Break After Dark, guys. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> James says he hasn't missed a show. That's my guy. Uh, <laughs> and uh, eight. And eight. All right. So Billy Hansen, Mario Morales, Kevin Jacobson, Dan Older. Joe Ascarella, Robert Gramps, and Ryan Smack. And once again, folks, um, don't forget tomorrow night, nine o'clock Eastern. Lou, if you have a few minutes, you could join us. It'd be cool. Yeah, uh, we're going to have Aaron Revel, Dylan Carlson, and uh, we got some good questions, interesting stuff, of course, going on in baseball that we'd love to hear from uh, someone who's living it, you know, right now. Yep. Yeah, I'm going to be in. I want to hear. I want to hear what Dylan has to say. Maybe he'll. Maybe he'll tell us when, if he knows when he's coming up. That'd be cool. Yeah, it'd be very cool. 
Awesome. Well, thanks, everybody, uh, from everyone here at Layton's Loft. It was a great episode of our show. We're looking forward to seeing you next week. Make sure you tune in right after this to Vintage Breaks on YouTube.com slash Vintage Breaks until 10 o'clock tonight. Yeah, and bring friends. Tell everybody about the Layton's Loft page. Come back here next week, week uh, next Wednesday at 4.30 Eastern. We'll have some more fun for you. Awesome. Thanks, everybody.